Blog Talk Radio. Life Radio Show. First of all, riding solo. Chuck, of course, is supposed to be sitting right next to me co-hosting. Unfortunately, he gets an easy, the easy chair delivered to his house. He's never leaving. So welcome to episode number 27 on this beautiful Wednesday here in New York, the 25th day of July 2012. Phone number, as always, 323-927-2966. Finally back. Finally back. Oof, I haven't done a show in forever. It's been around a couple of weeks. The last show I did was with uh, USA Olympian Marcus Brown, who's fighting for the light heavyweight championship. Uh, ESPN Magazine actually picked him to win the bronze medal in the Olympics that started on Friday, which is completely unacceptable. I don't interview bronze medal winners. I just don't do it. I, <laughs> I actually talk to him. He's on Twitter all the time, at Marcus Brown. He's beasting out in London. Sports Illustrated have, uh, has him coming in fifth. ESPN has him coming in the bronze. Ring Magazine has him like third or fourth. So he's really going to be competing for a medal, which is awesome, because he promised us right after the Olympics he's coming on. And it was good, because after he did our show, he was on ESPN Radio, like 80 different channels. And after that, he stopped doing interviews. So we got one of the last interviews with him. It was actually really cool. All right. Before we get to our guest, I totally foobarred the last couple of weeks. I know I went away, the Philippines, Dubai, a ton of Yankee games, but the NBA draft show was my, that's my showcase. I'm not going to get into my unhealthy love affair, my obsession, the reason I'm single love affair I have with the Yankees in Kentucky. We've done that too many times as I interviewed every player in the NBA who was on Kentucky. Before the draft, I was flat out, I knew I wasn't going to get Anthony Davis or Kid Gilchrist or Terrence Jones, but I figured I can get... Marcus Teague, especially because I had on Derek Anderson and Cameron Mills, or and had all the Kentucky guys on before. So I figured, listen, I'm not going to get the, the best, but I'll get a first-round pick. So I'm flat-out harassing. It was uncomfortable how bad I was harassing Marcus Teague. Finally, finally he agrees to do the show. He, we start emailing each other. He says, two days after the draft is when he's going to do his press tour. Obviously, I'm not part of the press, but he's like, listen, I'll give you 10 minutes. So I have this great show planned. Yankee game, I decided to work the Yankee game instead of interviewing Marcus Teague. I'm like, no big deal. I have his email now. I'll just email him back in five minutes. I kept the email, and he has it written back. So I'm not sure if I hate Marcus Teague yet, but I understand why. I'm upset. I really wanted to interview him bad. One last thing before we get to today's guest, which is pretty big. You know it's big if Chuck calls in. So we'll see if Chuck can make the call in. The Aurora, Colorado shooting, which I'm completely captivated by. It's, it's fascinating and not in a good way. But if anyone has watched TV, uh, the first person who was declared dead, his sister, uh, the brother of, the, of that victim, his name is Jordan Gowie. He's a firefighter down in Texas. He's been all over the TV. He's been on basically Anderson Cooper almost every day, CNN, HLN. He's on every single station. 
he's doing interviews. His sister was the first one they like legally declared dead. So he flew right up, and he's been on every show talking about how to raise money. And he's doing the best thing. He, we'll see if it works, but everyone knows every famous killer. The Columbine killers, Dylan Clebo, Eric Harris, just Manson Gates. You always know every killer, but you don't know the victims' names. So we, him, Anderson Cooper, and the guys at CNN are doing a great job. They won't mention his name. Like, everyone doesn't know his name anyway, but no one will mention his name. And he's doing crazy, crazy interviews. So we actually, I actually talked to him two days ago. I hit him up on Twitter, and he wrote right back. And he's going to come on either Saturday or Sunday. We're trying to plan it because Friday is the Olympic ceremonies. There's no shot of me missing that, which is one of my favorite days of the year, the Olympic ceremonies, especially we get to see Marcus Brown. But Jordan Gowie's going to be on the show, which is pretty cool. Uh, again, before we get to our guest, I really want the Chuck on, but Chuck and I are going to do a show. We agree on everything. And I always say the famous story about Chuck when we really, really got close is when the Yankees, we were always pretty good friends. Because of Nicky Dasha, he introduced us. And the Yankees lose to the Tigers in October this year. I'm devastated. We all know that I was on suicide watch. And I'll never forget the phone call I get. Everyone knows when the Yankees lose, that's it. Just don't even bother calling me. Nothing. I, I go away for a few days. I take every year, for the past 10 years, I take vacation that week. And the last uh, the week's in October because either the Yankees go to the World Series and I'm going wherever they go. Well, that's it. But Chuck calls me up and Chuck tells me, listen. <sighs> calls me up. He goes, Mike. And this is a true story. He goes, I'm facing the wall. I said, wait, wait, what, Chuck, what? He's like, my car is in drive. And he goes, my car is in park. I'm in front of a brick wall. Give me one reason not to live. And I said to him, Chuck, I don't have one. I don't have a reason why we don't live. So anyway, we'll get back to Chuck in a minute because we're fighting about the dream team. He's trying to tell me how the dream team this year would be the 92 team. We're going to get to that in a second. Our guest is on hold. And luckily enough, I've been fortunate enough on the show. And whoever's on the show with me, Justin, Larry, or Chuck, we've interviewed big-time players. We interviewed Tim Couch, obviously, Rick Meyer, Josh Booty. We interviewed all types of players. Basketball, boxers, baseball, everybody. Obviously, we get on Matt Schaub all the time, Vidal Hazleton from the Bengals. And that's what we want to do. We want to get people from different teams because training camp's on tomorrow. Obviously, Chris Canty's been on so much. He's basically co-hosting. I'm tired of, have, of hearing his voice. All right. So without further ado, let me introduce today's guest. I think he just finished up workouts right now. We'll find out. His training camp starts tomorrow from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rookie, defensive end. He's missed a big time now. Big Q, Quentin Anderson. Big guy, thank you. <laughs> Give me some of your time. What's up, big guy? Uh, how you doing? How you doing? I'm First good. First of all, congratulations. You're an NFL player right now. What's going on? Uh, just hanging. Bored in the hotel room right now. <laughs> Listen to me. Last time I saw you, I was driving home with you from the city. You tell me how that was your last day of eating fat. You're going to get ready for the combine. Because you're going to get picked up by a team. And that's what happened. So, congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for calling up. Thank you for giving me a few minutes. It's beautiful out up here. Listen, the NFL draft, it comes and goes. Your name doesn't get called. How soon after the draft do you get the phone call that the Bucks signed you? And how does that process go? Who calls you and how does that work? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a funny story. <laughs> so, the day of the draft... Me and uh, Julian are sitting there watching, and, you know, round by round, calling him, blah, blah, blah. In my head, I'm thinking, you know, I have to talk to my agent and whatnot. Like, after the draft, I'm going to 
a call from you know Sir Martins. But you know, everyone's calling Julian from the Bills to the Jags to the Patriots to you know every team in the NFL. And I'm just sitting there, and my phone, my phone is just silent. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. So after that, you know, um, we actually I was in a play. I'm in a <laughs> I played a Spartan and Goddess Wheel. So after the draft, you know, I was trying. I wanted to get that done before the play happened. Okay. Time goes by, time goes by. Uh, come around like 7 o'clock. I think the show started at 7 o'clock. So 7 o'clock. I'm at the show still, so I'm sitting next to my phone. Got to get dressed in this ridiculous outfit. You know, just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, all right, so it's like 8.30. I go on at like 8.40. Sitting there, waiting next to my phone. My agent calls. He's like, hey, uh, how you holding up? I'm like, I'm, I'm good, blah, blah, blah. He's like, is Tampa Bay called you yet? I'm like, no, I haven't uh, called me yet. So as he's saying that, Tampa Bay calls my phone, and I'm on the phone with them. Meanwhile, i got to go on stage in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, oh, man, this is ridiculous. So um, Andre Ford calls me. He's the head of scouting with Tampa Bay, and he's an alumni from my high school. I talked to him. A couple of weeks prior, he said Tampa Bay was interested, you know, put me in a 4-3, blah, blah, blah. So he calls. He's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, hey, Quentin, but, you know, uh, Andre Ford, I just want to tell you uh, we're going to bring you down to Tampa Bay for uh, rookie minicamp. You know, all the information has been sent over to your agent. You know, uh, you ready to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thanks, blah, blah, blah. But can I call you back? Cause I gotta go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he's like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Dude, that's like, actually a great story. Dude, that's a great story. That story ever. Yeah. That, so that was my. Uh, that was my <laughs> start to the end of the I'm yeah. honored you tell that to this show. Now listen to me. To your knowledge, has, did any other teams express interest in you? Uh not to my knowledge. You know, they're all. Okay. I don't work with my agent, but I don't think so. No, no other teams called me. Well, listen, you're from a sunny, warm Rochester, right? So your Tampa Bay is just the same exact weather year round as you're used to. So. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, listen, Big Q, have, <laughs> have you received your first paycheck yet from the NFL? Yeah, I did. What was the first thing you bought with your paycheck? Ah, uh, first thing I bought, mm, I think I. And I went and got some food down here at uh, <laughs> some restaurant. I don't remember. It, it was me. definitely food over everything. I would walk around with that paycheck and just go up to every girl. That would be my game. That's the only reason I wish I got signed. I'd play one day, I'd get the check, and just tell everybody I was in the NFL. Listen, that's that's my game. I right, listen, you're down, there, you're down there in rookie camp, and before we get into your like schedule, what you do down there, have you gotten close with any players yet? Have you uh, formed any good relationships down there with anybody? Oh, uh, Yeah. All the rookies are pretty close because we've been together for uh, almost two months now. So, uh, if there's a player I was closest to would be my roommate there in OTAs, and that is, uh, his name is Jordan Nix. He plays D-Tackle. We're from North, two, Cal- uh, North Carolina? Yeah, from North Carolina. All right, now listen, give me your normal day here at rookie camp. Tell me what you do. You wake up. I want to hear, like, basically what you do the whole day during rookie camp. Like, give me oh. a typical day of an NFL rookie. Uh, rookie camp, we wake up uh, at 
I usually set my alarm like six o'clock. Shuttle okay. leaves six thirty. Head to one buck. We get in there seven o'clock. We have breakfast. Get taped up. Eight o'clock. We have a special teams meeting. Eight twenty. We have a team or rookie special teams meeting at eight o'clock. Team meeting at eight twenty. Um, another special teams meeting after that. Then a defensive meeting. Then a D line meeting. Then we go straight out to the field. Have practice. Um, we usually come back in, eat, and then just go through with other slew of meetings. Then we lift. Then we eat, and then we're back in our rooms by uh, seven, seven thirty. So it's twelve out, twelve thirteen yeah. hour days. Yeah, it's twelve hour days. Q, you're in more meetings than business guys. Seriously. <laughs> how, how much different yeah. is a playbook at, for the Bucks than it was for Wagner? Would it be on different? Is oh. it a completely different world? Hey, it's a totally different world. It's, it's not even like just the playbook. It's the terminology. You have to speak a totally different language. In college, it was like, uh, got to get to the A gap. Like, just go to the A gap or go to the B gap. And the NFL is like you have a flow of terminology that you have to use in order to say where you're going. There's so many different checks for each play. You got to read the offense, know what kind of formation they're in, know what personnel. So it's just so much stuff to learn. But Listen to me. Head coach Tony Shano, does he give you love because he's a tri-state guy from Rutgers? Tony Shano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh? No, I'm not laughing. I was, I'm messing around with you. I'm saying, did you get love down there? <laughs> no, that's what you um, uh, Actually, during minicamp, he didn't talk to me until, like, the other day or second day. Why uh, that? You know, just there were so many guys down here. Everyone was just trying to make a name for himself. You know, I wasn't right. concerned on if he was talking to me or not. But then when he started talking to me, you know, I felt like that was a good thing. But he's a, he's a good guy. I don't know if he's shown me any extra attention because I'm from upstate or because I went to school in the tri-state area. But, uh, no, he's a great guy. Now, great l- let me ask you, how many guys are down there in rookie camp with you? Rookie camp, um, it started out with, like, 70 to 80 guys. And okay. we got, like, 23 out of it. Okay, now, when they signed you, obviously it was on the website looking. You got guys from Alabama, Boise State, Texas. Does anyone does anyone know what Wagner is? Do you have to give them a crash course on Wagner football? Like, you have to be the smallest school down there, right? Yeah, easily a small school. And no one has a clue of what Wagner <laughs> is. <laughs> they have no idea where, where it is or what it is. But uh, a lot of them know my prep school. Like, all the coaches know my prep school is. Milford Academy. Mm-hmm. We have we got a bunch of guys in the NFL, but that's a Wagner. No one knows. All right, listen. I want to veer off track for one question because I'm I'm really curious. With all the penalties that came down two days ago from the NCAA regarding Penn State, if you were a high school senior now, recruiting hev- heavily, would you ever consider going to Penn State, knowing you wouldn't be eligible to play in a bowl game? Not a shot. No, and that's no. why. Listen. I'm watching these these recruits and ESPN guys are saying these guys are going to stay. There's no why would they ever stay? No, they'll never play in a bowl game. What? How is that possible? Why would they ever go there? 
I have no idea. The way I look at it is, like, as a high school, like, going into college, you have four, maybe five years that you'll never get back in life. You, you mm-hmm. want to, like, the league is, it's a slim chance that you make it to the league. So, like, at those four or five years, I want to at least be bowl eligible, have the best, you know, shot I can at getting a ring or something like that. But these kids are not going to be able to enjoy that at all. I don't know if there's pressure being put on them to stay because if you opt out right now, your name will be all over ESPN or what. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah I, I, feel, I feel bad for those kids, man. Those kids, there's cameras in those kids' faces nonstop. Yeah. I, Tampa, Tampa Bay listed you as 6'5", 280. Is that accurate right now, what you asked? You're at 6'5", 280? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've been 6'5", 280 in my life. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm more like a little over six four, and okay. uh, I'm reporting weight for camp is two sixty four, so I was like two sixty three today. What do you want to be at? Um, <laughs> well, I have to be at two sixty four. I'll get a fine, so I guess. That's oh, really? I really? Want to be at. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you can't drop below that? No, I can drop below that if I want. It just can't be over that. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. When do you get weighed in? How how much like? How long? Like, what's your time period? Uh, we get weighed in in the morning for to start camp off. And if you're over that, you get fined. Yeah. That's great. I right, listen. I was on the re- uh, the Bucks website right before you came on, and it said you're the only defensive end among the rookies. Is that a good sign? And how's that been? Are you singled out, or is that a good sign that you're the only rookie DN down there? Uh, instead of that, I was uh, I was a little. You know, nervous because I was the only person learning the position. I had nobody to lean on. But, you know, I get a lot of one-on-one time with my coaches. So I feel like it's a good thing, you know. You know, just learn how to take it by myself makes me a better player. Without a doubt. Are there any, uh, like, veterans down there or current Bucks that are down there in rookie camp or no? Um, I don't think so. No veterans in rookie camp. Now when does now uh, when does camp start? Tomorrow it starts. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Uh, what do you like, are you nervous and what like what are you expecting tomorrow? Uh, no, I'm not nervous at all because going through OTAs and whatnot. The only thing it really changes is we'll have pads on and there'll be fans everywhere. But, what are you expecting down there? Like what what kind of atmosphere? The fa- like how much faster the game's going to be? What do you? What are you looking forward to the most tomorrow, or the most anxious about tomorrow? Um, well, we don't put pads on until Monday. Okay. But tomorrow, I'm anxious just to, you know, start seeing the Buccaneer fans, you know, see how much love the Bucks get around the city, and uh, just to really get out there with the entire team again, because we haven't been fully together since OTAs. Listen to me. First of all, I looked at your schedule. You got the quarterbacks you guys are facing, and as a defensive end, you're facing Eli, Vic, RG3, uh, Drew Brees, dude, you're, and you face Peyton Manning. You guys have the most insane schedule with quarterbacks. I love it. <laughs> I feel bad for you already. Oh, man. I was watching a uh, film on Drew Brees today, and he is something else. But... It, it's, actually, it's fascinating watching him. Hey, listen, real quick, yeah. is Mark is Mark Barron the rookie from Alabama? Has he reported? Has he been in camp or no? Yeah, he uh, reported the other day. He's been out, down here with us since... Uh, How is he? Is he, is he a cool guy? 
Yeah, no, he's cool. Not I don't think there's, you know, one guy that doesn't really get along with everyone on our team or amongst the rookies. But, yeah, Mark is a uh, cool dude. All right, listen, I asked every person I've ever had on the show from – you heard before, you, you listened to before I had Tim Couch, Josh Booty, Derek Anderson, Shab, Canty, a million people on the show. And the, the question I always ask them, because I'm always fascinated about it, I had on Kamala from wrestling. I always say, if I took your phone out right now and you want to impress a girl at a bar or you want to impress your boys, who's the coolest right now, the coolest person on your phone? Now, let me give you some answers. I'll tell you right now, Derek Anderson from Kentucky played on the Spurs. He has Michael Jordan in his phone. Josh Booty. Listen, Josh Booty had O.J. Simpson. Listen, our boy Nicky Dasha, he came through. He has Scott Boris in his phone. You don't get more big time than that. Right now, we take Big Q's phone. Who's the coolest cat, right? You want to impress a girl and a guy. So give me the two best people. You want to impress a girl, who's in your phone, and a guy. Let me hear. Uh, I'll start with the guy. (laughs) But uh, I guess I would say Butch Davis. I want to impress a guy. That's oh, that's actually uh, a great one. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of the coolest, coolest guys I've ever met. And uh, yeah, he works at the Bucks, and you know we talk from time to time because he works. You know he's always working with the D line and whatnot. But uh, I guess I would, yeah, I'd say Bush Davis for guys, girls. Okay, that's that's an that's an impressive name. Huh? And what about girls? You want to impress a girl right now? Oh man, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> there has to be someone in your phone. Like, listen, I'm, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Ready for this? Yeah. You know I'm a diehard Kentucky basketball fan. So yep. Kentucky this year, Kentucky this year, they go to the finals. Obviously, I fly down to New Orleans. I'm down on Bourbon Street. It's around three thirty in the morning. I go down there by myself. I fly mm-hmm. down the day of the game. I'm partying with every person from Kentucky. I have nowhere to sleep, nowhere to stay. So Tim Couch is in my phone because when someone calls my show, I get their phone number. They don't. Tim Couch was unaware, so I'm like, I'm trying to impress all these girls. I'm like, listen, Tim Couch is in my. Phone. Oh, you don't know him. I called Tim Couch at 3:45 in the morning. I called him like five times. No, listen, listen, listen. He doesn't answer. Whatever. Like two days later. I just, I, I, you know, I throw him an email, like, hey, what's up? He didn't know I had his number. I email him, like, hey, I just want to tell you, congratulations. He sent me up, like, jerseys, and he sent me up his whole uniform with the Browns. I'm like, listen, congratulations. He's like, oh, I, I, I knew you were down there. So I'm like, oh, I, I know you follow me on Twitter, but how would you know? And he's like, you called my house 345. You woke up my wife and kids singing my old Kentucky show. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you I, are listen, ridiculous. To, to, to that day, I called him like one other time, and he hasn't written back. So he sent me up his whole Cleveland Brown uniform. But wow. to that day, so Tim Couch, one of my idols, kind of refuses to speak to me anymore. So right now, you're at a bar. You're down in Tampa Bay right now. Besides being an NFL player, a girl's talking to you. Who do you show a name in your phone? <laughs> I have to put her on with my Sappho. Nice. <laughs> I can get you on the radio right now. <laughs> All right, let's go. I'll give you a couple of questions. I don't want to take your time down in sunny Florida. When you're not doing the whole football thing down there, what have you been doing? Like when you're not studying, going to meetings, practicing? I know you don't have too much downtime, but what have you been doing down in Tampa? Um, Actually, the other day I went to um, the Mummy Exhibition down in uh, North Tampa, or up in North Tampa, and it was uh, it was it was pretty crazy. 
You know, Wait, the, body, the body's experienced that thing? Yeah, no, it's uh, mummies. They, uh, it's like history of mummies. So they take you through, like, Egyptian mummies to, you know, just like the newest mummy, like the latest mummies they have. And it was, uh, it was like walking through a funeral. Oh, that's that was that's cool. Pretty, that's actually pretty um, cool. To, yeah, I went to Bush Gardens. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a fun time. We went, we did a, uh, it was like a community service event with these kids. We did a, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, I forget. But, like, yeah, we just went to the park with the kids and they uh, tricked us into this ridiculous ride. And it was like uh, me, one of my one of my teammates, like, all of us had to get on one ride with all of the kids. So, all right. Like, yeah, no, the ride's not too bad. You know, it just goes in a circle, doesn't go up. And my uh, teammate was afraid of heights, like extremely afraid of heights. So he's like, oh, all right, all right. So we get in the ride. You can't see the ride itself. You can only see the seat. So we okay. get in, strap in. And I'm asking one of the ladies, I'm like, so what is this ride really like? She just starts laughing at me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. As soon as they say, ready, say, go, you just burst out like 60 miles an hour. <laughs> so my teammate just <laughs> But he was talking with me Before the ride started As soon as it started He closed his eyes Put his head down And didn't say a word For the rest of the time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so He's like 6'6 six, six, 320 pounds Dude that's great <laughs> Listen, Two more things Will you, You're probably not going to be able to But are you going to be down in Tampa? Are you going to be down in the Florida area when Wagner goes down there to play the home opener? Not their first game of the year? Yeah, I, I don't know what, what the date is of the game, but I'll be down here. Oh, that's awesome. I hope to see you down there. But listen, I know your work ethic. I know your determination. I've known you for a while. I know, listen, I think you're going to make a team. But God forbid, worst case scenario, you don't make this team. You're not in the Buccaneers. What's next? What do you want to do next? You're going to try to sign on with another team? What, what do you want to do next? Yeah, I think uh, I'll just look for another team. You know, okay. My agent just gets to work on that. You know, I've come too far to just do it back to one shot, you know. No, listen, I agree with you 100%. Listen, I don't want to – no pressure on you, but you know we have Chris on all the time and Shop and Texans. You know week two where you guys are playing, right? I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Up no, in, uh, up in New York. You'll be up here week two. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you this, and I mean this to God's honest truth. I promise you this. You ready? I bleed blue. I love the Giants. I was at the Super Bowl with them this year. I was at the after party. I think I'm banned from going to any after party with any player on the team. I lost everyone's. Listen, listen. I'll tell you real quick. You got me a minute. So, I, you know, I go to the Super Bowl with Chris. So the game's over. I'm, of course, I make a fool of myself. I'm crying. This is the greatest moment of my life. So I'm down there with Big Justin. So after the game... Chris gives us the, the wristbands. It's only players and only family allowed in this party, okay? So mm-hmm. as we walk in, Justin's like, listen, don't embarrass me. That's all I'm going to ask you. Just don't. I'm like, guy, calm down. He's like, don't embarrass me. Don't go around taking pictures. I'm like, listen, I promise you I'm not going to. So the first hour, I'm controlling myself because it's only family and friends. So there's no one starstruck there, right? I, <laughs> I, see, listen, listen, I see Jason Pierre-Paul. I'm running. I'm hugging Chase Blackburn making a complete fool of myself. Now, here's the worst part. So I'm sitting there with Canty's family. Like, we're in the, so it's, listen, obviously, I'm the only white dude there. I'm the only white, everyone changes. I still have the Canty jersey on like an idiot. But I had this huge Super Bowl memorabilia bag. 
I bought like 20 shirts, but everyone's leaving like their cell phones, their their glasses, their sunglasses, all their souvenir stuff from inside the stadium. Everyone's, I'm like, listen, everyone give it to me. I'll put it in my bag so we don't lose it. They give it to me. Cute, it's 5.30 in the morning. I have no idea where I put the bag. I lost the entire Canty family's memorabilia. Everything. I lost what? pins and all. Oh, they were, Listen, he brought like, he brought five friends. It was me, Justin, and three of his other boys. Five of us there. Everyone got stubs and Eli autographs. Eli Manning gave one of the dudes sunglasses. I lost the entire fucking thing. Oh, my God. That's probably Dude, a hit out on you right now. Q, they hated me so much. I'm like, no, no, I think it's back at, you know, back where I'm staying. Not one thing. I lost everything. And besides that, Justin's like, get over here. Because, like, Eli Manning had his own I was trying to crash because Eli Manning had his own party. Yeah. I was all, knocking on the door. I made the biggest fool of myself. I'm banned to me, but I'm going to tell you this right now. If the, buck comes, if the Buccaneers come up here and you're on the team, I roof you, Big Q, and I promise you that. I'll make sure to have your jersey ready for you. Q, that, listen, that, that's, where I, that's where I'm going to end this with. Listen, so every person who's been on the show, I'm not a memorabilia guy. I actually don't collect. I will never buy a piece of memorabilia, ever. The only thing I've ever bought in my life were two seats from, the Yankee, from Yankee Stadium in my basement. But any person I have on the show, anyone, from the Nikki Dosh all the way up to I my friend Jen, who's in WNBA. Everyone has to send me up something because it goes to my house. So, Q, I'm giving you a week, and you hit me up, text me. Something has to be sent up here because my whole entire basement, my whole bar area, this jerseys and helmets, cleats. So I need something personalized from you up to me. I'm just letting you know that right now. All right. Oh, and another point. I'm uh, pretty disappointed that Big Chuck couldn't be here today. Listen to me, listen to me. So am I. And listen, let me tell you what happens. I'll take you. Give me one more, one more minute of your time. So Chuck yeah. and I start me- messing around doing the show. So we start getting guests, and Chuck comes over. You know, he lives five, He lives two minutes from my house. He comes over. We sit around. We eat. We're hanging out, and he. Every, we're doing back and forth. We sit in a little studio. We're having a great time. Every person that comes up, then Chuck starts getting a little lazy. He's missing a show here. So I'm like, Chuck, it's hard. We're like, we have, we, you know, Josh Booty from LSU and the Marlins. We have Josh mm. Booty on. I'm like, I'm like, Chuck, Josh Booty's on. You know, it's kind of a big guest. I'm tired. That's all right. Then he starts only doing big guests. So we get Rick Meyer on. I, I was emailing Rick Meyer's wine company. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. Rick Meyer comes on the show. So I'm like, Chuck, Rick Meyer is coming on. 8 p.m. show. You, every person in the world was listening. I sent out text messages for a week that he was coming on. Chuck's so friggin' lazy. He stayed home. So we're trying to do the interview now. Like, we're not looking at each other. So he doesn't know when I'm going to ask the question. I don't know when he's going to ask the question. We're over-talking each other. So Rick Meyer's like, what's going on over there, like, with these questions, right? So I explain to him, listen, listen. I'm like, Rick, I apologize. You're my idol, but Chuck is so lazy. Rick Meyer goes, Chuck, come on. Hit Chuck with a come on, man. Oh, man. It was, and, they, and, and then well, here's the best part. Chuck was in his basement. He's losing service on his phone. So Chuck's like, hey, Rick, what you what? That's right. And Rick was like, Chuck, I, Chuck, I can't hear. Rick Meyer was pissed off at Chuck. It was the greatest moment in the show's history. Rick Meyer getting mad at Chuck. This is uh, the number two pick overall in the NFL draft. <laughs> Notre Dame legend is telling Chuck, Chuck, either get to Mike's house or fix your phone. Dude, it was priceless. But, Q, did you know that Chuck lost 42 pounds? What? Yeah, he's, he's down 42 pounds, and he's still going hard. He's doing a great job. He's... You know, he's doing great. He's exercising a little bit, and he's dieting like crazy. It's awesome. Congrats to Chuck. The fellow I'm still pissed off with him that he's not on the show. I'm, I, I went around an hour ago. He's like, oh, he's like, Big Hugh's coming on? I'm like, you got, he's like, I'm definitely coming on. 
I said, Chuck, come over. Oh, the, you know, I got the lazy boy chair. I'm like, okay. Oh, my I'll do the God. show. I said, okay, Chuck, do the show from my house. No big deal. From your house. Oh, I'm really tired, he says. He, the guy, I, I'm disappointed in Chuck, too, but listen, Q, we're going to have you on again because I want to hear how camp goes. So probably in a few weeks, I'm going to have you back on. You're going to give us a mm-hmm. good detailed section about what goes on with the camp and everything, all right? Yep, I got you. Thanks for having me Q. on, Mike. Bro, Q, thank you for calling, my man. Be good. Listen, good luck tomorrow, all right? Yep, thanks. I got faith in you, brother. Good luck, all right? See you later, brother. Big Quentin Anderson. That's just awesome. He's he's an actual beast. He really is. I really think he's going to make the team. He's the only rookie they invited down here. All right, listen. I'm disappointed in Chuck, too. He needs to be on the show. For those listening who don't know Chuck, Chuck is the most out-of-control sports fan. Like, I'm out of control. A huge reason I'm single is because of the Yankees and Kentucky and the Giants. It's sad, but it's true. Chuck is me times a million. Like, <laughs> uh, this girl, when the Yankees lost last year, Chuck and I went down the shore. We need to get away and escape. So it's middle of October. Chuck and I get a hotel room and just, like, we vegged out for, like, three days because we were in depression. Like, girls are ch- texting Chuck, and he writes back the meanest shit ever because he's so angry and pissed off. And the girls never talk to him, but he doesn't care because it's sports of his life. Anyway, listen, everyone, thank you for listening. I'm going out tonight. I have a big night, so I'm cutting the show short. Jordan Gowie is going to be on the show Saturday or Sunday. I'll send out a tweet. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Obviously, thanks, Big Q, for calling in. Tampa Bay Buccaneer rookie. Thank you, everybody. Chuck, I know you're listening. I'm down. You didn't call my brother. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.